Guys, this is a, a little change out today. Sanchali Basu has once again escaped. She's escaped promote. Yes, she always seemed to from time to time. <laughs> well, I did as well, so I can't blame her. Right, you escaped quite a bit. <laughs> and I'm the one who escaped the least, I think. Yes. Right. Well, but we need you to work the board. <laughs> <laughs> so in, 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 uh, the, in view of the fact that Sanchali escaped, we have with us uh, someone else who's... Uh, um, we're really pleased to have him with us. Uh, he's he's quite a, a well-known character around town. When I say character, you will some of you will say character, some of you will say a good close friend. But he's a, he's also a very close friend of 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 ours of of mine, uh, Ricky Oberoi. Hi, Ricky. Hey, Joel. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah, long time. Been friends for a long, long time. Long, long time. Yeah. In fact, uh, Ricky Oberoi is. Uh, from the Oberoi family, who uh, a lot of people are familiar with. They've been in the restaurant business for for 30 years. So they started off, uh, f they came here from Birmingham. You were from, born and yeah. raised in Birmingham, so, yeah, England. Yeah, born and raised in Birmingham. moved here in 1982. So actually 40 years now. <gasps> oh, Ricky, oh. your uh, parents were great friends of Dr. And, uh, Sindwani and Mrs. Sindwani. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so. then we... Uh, got used to uh, talking to them, visiting the restaurant. Yeah. And uh, we remember you being uh, a student at the Hilton School of uh, Hotel Management. So yeah. it's been a long time. Yeah. Right. So the Oberoi family opened up a restaurant in Highland Village. Then they moved from there to uh, uh, Fondren at Richmond. Mm -hmm. And from it was called Natraj. Yeah, Natraj. And then and they, from ultimately there... Ultimately, they went to Katy, right? Uh, there was well, a restaurant from, for a while. Uh, from Fondren, we went to, to Shepherd. Shepherd. Oh, wow. And we kept getting kicked out of these. So <laughs> Highland Village, all the Indian businesses got kicked oh, out. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> went to Hillcraft. So we went to Fondren. Then Fondren, we went to uh, Shepherd. And then we got kicked out of there. Le you know, the lease expired. Right. And then we ended up um, uh, in Rice Village, which was Shiva Indian restaurant. And we were there for many years. Uh, and the restaurant's still there, but we... Ended up selling it about oh, 15 mm -hmm. years ago. Um, and then my parents kind of, we went our separate way. Well, I got involved in the Wendy's brand. Right. And then uh, my parents still wanted an Indian, well, we just wanted an Indian restaurant in the family so we could eat. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, uh, and so we just always had, then they had a restaurant in Katy for the longest right. time. Right, well, Memorial. Yeah, memorial. Memorial, that. that's right. We had the Memorial, and that was called Shivani, I think. Right, Shivani. And, and then, then finally. Uh, and then we went to West Ham, we had a restaurant called Monsoon. Right. Uh, and yeah. then we went, and then finally we ended up in Katy, a restaurant called Mantra. So, Mantra, oh, right. Uh, and also, um, Mrs. Sindhwani actually performed um, my, uh, my wedding ceremony. Uh, oh, wow. The nice. first time I was the married. The first time <laughs> The first time I was married. Well, the second time. Was. Actually, uh, on that note, you, our first guest is a divorce lawyer. Okay. That's always fun. <laughs> I don't need that. I'm, I'm, good. I'm 25 years. You're done with that. Yeah, You've been yeah. there and done that. Yeah. But uh, uh, she, she should be coming in through the door very shortly. Her name is Arpita Lega, and uh, she sounds like a very... Um, very passionate uh, about saving uh, marriages if she can, but mm -hmm. certainly, I mean, she's in the pro in the in the profession of helping people separate. Yeah. But it's always very very stressful. But she sounded really good on the on the phone when I talked to her. She should be here very shortly. Okay. But um, uh, the uh, Ricky, we're really delighted that you're here. And by the way, folks, Ricky has brought with him some free coupons for uh, a coupon for free. Combo meals at Wendy's. And there's a catch. You have to answer a question about Wendy's. 
and I will. And you have to also eat beef because these are for our hamburger products. So, <laughs> so right, yeah. that's true. That's but, true. But you know, a lot of times I've eaten a baked potato at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Baked potato, chicken sandwich. We have a very good chicken lineup. Right, right. but the uh, the but coupon is for a combo meal. It's okay. a Dave's single combo meal. Yeah. And here's the question that I'm <laughs> that that uh, I'm going to ask you. You can call us at two eight one two seven seven six eight seven four. The first person who calls gets two coupons to uh, a Wendy's combo meal. What, who, this is a really easy question. Who's the founder of Wendy's? Who's the founder of Wendy's? So you gotta answer the, the whole name and you can call at 281-277-6874. The coupons are courtesy of Ricky Oberoi of Wendy's. I'll give you a clue, it's not Ray Kroc. <laughs> <laughs> I know the answer, but I guess I'm not. Uh, no, you're not, you're, you <laughs> can't do this. No, not eligible. <laughs> Promote, you want to do the lineup? Uh, certainly. We started on today's uh, radio journey at 3 o'clock with uh, Indo American News Unplugged, and Jyoti played uh, Classically Yours Melodies. And uh, here's the guest lineup for today. Uh, it's, uh, uh, I think, actually, I have the guest lineup for the previous, uh, previous week. So I had to. Uh, 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 find the uh, the one that is the latest. So I had to look around while Ricky regales you with some uh, oh. <laughs> talk. Okay. Well, I think we're getting an answer here. Do we have the right answer? Did he get it right? Did he get uh, it yes, right? we have a caller online, and he did give the right answer. The answer is Dave Thomas. Dave so, Thomas, that's right. And very. Uh, I'm going to get his number. So continue on, promote. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find the lineup. So I, I had it, but it was for the previous week. Well, so. then I'll just I'll, I'll jump in. And uh, I've been spending my time watching some of the Oscar-nominated movies. Oh, yes. So certainly. hopefully people are calling for that. Now, I tell you, if you just want to cry inconsolably, uh, <laughs> watch, um, um, oh, my goodness, about the deaf family. Right. I'm having a, a little senior moment here. Uh, okay. Uh, the guest lineup is... Coda. Uh, Children of deaf adults. Anyway, oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. That's pretty It will neat. make you cry inconsolably. Oh, so, no. But a great movie. We don't movie. want that on great a, movie. Great, a great Valentine's movie. Day. Yeah. Uh, at 4.20 p.m., we'll have attorney Arpita Lega. Uh, you know, divorce is a highly charged event in a person's life, and especially so among Desis, where it is often a taboo subject. Uh, Lega handles many such cases every week and has even helped with the nonprofit Dayar to resolve a few. She talks with us about what issues are most sensitive to Desis and how to resolve the, these with less acrimony. At five o'clock, it's election season again, and there's a huge slate of Desi candidates running from both parties. Today we'll be joined by Nita Sane, who is seeking the Democratic vote uh, for Fort Bend County Commissioner Precinct 4. Uh, she has an impeccable record of public service as trustee of the Houston Community College. Nita will explain her platform for this race. At 5.20 p.m., last week there was a public preview of two tunnels of the newly configured uh, eastbound lanes of Memorial Drive through Memorial Park. And once the westbound tunnels are completed and both sides opened, uh, will have a, uh, these will be the centerpieces of the new land bridge that will transform the park into a grand prairie once again. 
uh, here to tell us more about the overall $205 million project is Memorial Park Conservancy President and CEO Shelley Arnold. Also, uh, stay tuned for news roundup, views, sports, and movie reviews. And to be featured on the show or to advertise, please contact us at 713-789-6397 or at IndoAmericanNews at Yahoo.com. You know, promote that's really nice, but you know, I think Sanchali has a different flair with it. You I know? know, I haven't done it before, so <laughs> 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 a few so stumbles. You want to do the hello, hello, hello too, huh? <laughs> okay, so after thank you for that. We have the lineup, and we have actually our first guest with us too. But promote, you want to do the news right uh, away? Certainly, live from Indo American News Radio. This is Promote Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston the United States, India, and around the world. The COVID pandemic in the United States has dropped drastically from its peak of nearly 800,000 daily cases in mid-January to 187,325 cases on Friday, and that's a decline in the 14-day average of 66%. The daily debt toll on Friday was 2,474, a slight decline of 2%. Full vaccination for all U.S. adults is at 64% and 89% for senior citizens. With no new variants on the horizon, governments throughout the world are easing mask mandates and vaccination requirements. On the other hand, the U.S. Supreme Court has refused to block a vaccine mandate for New York City teachers on the grounds of freedom of religion. India held a state funeral for Lata Mangeshkar and a two-day period of mourning throughout the country. Some political leaders would like to build a memorial for Lata in Mumbai's Shivaji Park, but this action is opposed even by the Mangeshkar family. Earlier today, renowned industrialist Rahul Bajaj passed away in Pune. He was 83. A controversy has developed in the Indian state of Karnataka over the wearing of hijabs by female Muslim students. There have been numerous student protests on both sides of the issue, and the matter is now under judicial review by the state high court. In Washington, the Biden administration is raising alarm over the massive troop buildup by Russia along the eastern border with Ukraine. Many Western nations have pulled out their embassy staff from Kyiv and warned their citizens to leave Ukraine within 48 hours. Earlier today, President Biden and President Putin held a telephone conversation, but there are no signs of a possible political solution. Meanwhile, Afghanis are protesting in Kabul against President Biden's decision to allocate $3.5 billion of Taliban assets in the U.S., to the victims of 9-11 attack and the remaining $3.5 billion for aid to Afghans. Up north, Canadian police have been clearing protesting truck drivers from the Ambassador Bridge, which connects Windsor and Detroit. In protest against the vaccine mandates, Canadian truck drivers had blockaded the bridge for more than five days. Here in Texas, primaries for state and local elections will be underway starting Monday. Early voting period begins on February 14th, that's Monday, and ends on February 25th. Election day is March 1st. Meanwhile, the oil and gas industry is emerging from the pandemic slowdown 
to a crude oil price uh, record price of $93 per barrel. It's the highest since 2014, and the drilling rig count has jumped by 22 this week, the biggest increase in four years. In sports news, the IPL auction for the 2022 season is underway in India. At the end of the first day, Ishan Krishan has become the most expensive player with a price tag of Rs. 15.25 crore for the Mumbai Indians. Deepak Chahar was sold to Chennai Super Kings for 14 crore and Shreyas Iyer went to the Kolkata Knight Riders for 12.25 crore. The auction will continue on Sunday. NFL Super Bowl will take place tomorrow between the Cincinnati Bengals and the LA Rams. On Friday morning, Mattress Mac traveled to the Louisiana border to place a record $5 million bet on the Bengals to win. This is to cover his gallery furniture promotion for customers to purchase uh, over $3,000 each in furniture that will be free if the Bengals win. In the Beijing Olympics, Norway leads the medal count with 17 medals, followed by Germany and Austria with 14 each, Russia with 13, and the U.S. with 11. For the United States, the gold medal winners were skaters Nathan Chen and Chloe Kim. Finally this afternoon, if you want to live a long life, consider drinking a banana turmeric smoothie every day. This is the smoothie that is a staple in Okinawa, which is three times as many as centenarians as any similar size region in the world. The drink contains turmeric, which is known to have anti-inflammatory properties, and banana, which is a source for fiber, apples, and soy milk. How about that? That's all the news for now. More news, views, discussions, and music. We continue with the Indo-American News talk show. R- Ricky, how about having one of those smoothies made at Wendy's, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Dude, we have a great product there, actually, called the... Um, Frosty. Uh, Frosty Chino. Mm-hmm. Right, Frosty but here, Chino. throw in some turmeric for all the Indian c- yeah, customers that come in there. To yeah, they like it, yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, you know, all these guys making crores of rupees, for those of us who are over here who get overwhelmed with the number zero... I, mean, yeah, I was going to ask, what, what is it in dollars? Yeah, how, how many dollars is that? It's like 75,000? It's no. hundreds of thousands. We'd have to need a calculator to figure you know, that out. What, how many crores did you say? 132 crore rupees or whatever it was? Millions. Yeah, it's several yeah. million yeah, dollars. Anyway, folks, we are going to be going to our very first guest who's waiting uh, here and uh, with us, uh, Arpita Lega. And to introduce her would be uh, one of our other regulars, Pradeep Gokhale, the man with the baritone voice. <laughs> Hello, uh, everyone. Hello. <laughs> he doesn't even need a mic. <laughs> I mean, we can hear him uh-huh. on the other room. But we'll be back after these messages. This is Indo-American News Radio, and it, we have a really great show today. I mean, if talking about divorce is unpleasant, but it's something that you might have to face some way down the road. So if you are... One of those people. Stay tuned. This is Indo-American News. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. 
Willie Nanayakara and Associates, our hometown full-service immigration law firm for over three decades. Mr. George Willie unfailingly engages us in stimulating discussions about various topics, political, social, or current headlines every Thursday. My family thoroughly enjoys listening to his informed yet impartial views with his very own patented sense of humor and wit. George Willie, Immigration Attorney, live every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on Masala Radio, 98.7 FM. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala, 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indo-American News Radio, as you just heard the jingle. And to set us up for the first guest is Pradeep Gokhale. Take it away, Pradeep. All right. Uh, so welcome, everyone. I have a uh, pleasure in introducing Arpita Lega, who is originally from New Delhi. Uh, she moved uh, to Houston in 2002 at the age of 11. And uh, while everyone else was in high school, she decided to go get her bachelor's in finance uh, wow and she she graduated at the age of 19 wow ah, congratulations oh my yeah. gosh <laughs> yeah. uh, and then soon after she wanted to pursue her jd which is a jewish doctor uh, so she went to thurgood uh, thurgood marshall school of law which is a highly acclaimed uh, school as everyone knows at tsu yep at tsu uh, and then she went on to get uh, uh, also to pursue another uh, degree from the university of florida that's correct. My yep. tax LLM. Your tax LLM, which is great. So she co-founded the Oxner Lega uh, Law Practice here in town, uh, and she's with us today. She pra- she they focus on um, uh, various aspects of family law, uh, which includes things like complex property divisions, high net worth divorces, child custody battles, negotiations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. She'll get into that a little more in in, in just uh, in a few minutes. Um, interesting fact about her is that she and her husband, Jagroop, along with their two dogs, Romeo and Storm, <laughs> uh, are proud residents, of course, of, of Houston. But she also is, I hear, a very good uh, drum player, particularly, <laughs> right? That's right, the yeah. doll. The doll, yeah. The doll, so she's one, of, <laughs> she's one of, I think, maybe just a few, I think. In, in uh, the, probably in the yeah, state, just yeah. one of few uh, yeah. female doll players, actually. Yeah. Uh, there's several doll players, but very few female doll players, especially very few female doll players who are attorneys. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to uh, give uh, Jawar the mic back, and he's going to... Uh, take it away, Johat. Um, yep. we, we are just uh, going to interrogate her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so ready. You're a doll player. Do you, do, you, do you sing tape also? No, I don't sing tape. I enjoy them and I enjoy listening to them and I enjoy playing doll to them. But uh, I don't sing tape. I just, uh, in law school, I decided I needed to get my energy out, um, all my frustrations from law school. And I was like, let me just pick up this doll and learn how to do it. So, wow, first nice. year of law school. That's nice, nice. Um, and your husband, Jagroop, just walked in the door, so we're delighted to have him with us. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, now, you know, we, we're gonna, we have a, a, a very touchy subject that, to talk about. I mean, you handle a lot of divorces, right? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, 
for the people going through the divorce, fortunately for me, because I make a lot of money off of them. Um, <laughs> but especially since COVID has hit, um, yes, those numbers have gone up, definitely. Uh, Arpita, uh, this is Pramod. And uh, do you think uh, a holiday like Valentine's Day actually increases tensions uh, in uh, uh, couples? <laughs> I think the day after Valentine's Day probably increases the tensions between couples. Um, I think a lot of people are, you know, are expecting engagements and such. Um, and if they don't happen on Valentine's yeah. Day, then you have a lot of breakups the next day. Um, but from a family law perspective, I, I don't see the, I don't see an uptake after Valentine's oh. Day. Well, yeah. maybe yeah. this time it's going to be really an uptake because it's right after Super Bowl. <laughs> Uh, Ricky, true. what do you yeah. think? I'm just wondering if there's going to be a Ferrari on my drive-through on my driveway on Tuesday. Well, he already has high oh, expectations. Yeah. Uh, I see. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's fraught with a lot of problems. So, uh, so uh, I think. What, what do you think? Well, well I was going to say. Uh, I'm sure the hardest part of divorce is probably when it involves children. I oh, think that's absolutely. probably going to be the worst part of it. And when there's abuse too, I'm guessing you yeah, see a lot of that. Yeah, you know, especially in the Indian community, I do work work with Daya a lot. Uh, I'm sure everybody here knows about Daya. Yeah, it's very a very prominent Daya, yeah. and very important organization in yeah. Houston, Texas. And so, yes, there is a lot of um, abuse cases that I do see, but oftentimes. You know, as human beings, we are very, it's easy for us to recognize physical abuse. It's very, very tough to recognize the mental and emotional abuse. Mm, yeah. A lot of people go through it, and not just in the Indian community. Um, and that's, um, that's one of the main things I see. Um, and, and for our courts to be able to recognize that, that's probably the hardest part of uh, my job is understanding the emotional and mental abuse that these people go through and not just women but also men in their relationships recognizing those trying to paint that picture in front of a judge or a jury um, and and then adjusting the expectations of our clients uh, do you think uh, uh, physical and mental abuse um, is situation uh, changes the custody issue of children yes as a, as an attorney, I at law school I've been taught to say the best answer is it depends. Um, <laughs> so initial answer is yes. I, I do think that. Um, hello, husband. <laughs> He's just walked uh, into the husband room. Husband has just walked in. <laughs> we we're, we're trying to make sure that this marriage is solid. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I, I do think child custody uh, is impacted with physical abuse and emotional and mental abuse. Um, the Texas Family Code actually recognizes that, um, especially when there is domestic violence in a relationship, whether the parties are married or not, uh -huh. the, the custody and the possession and access of a child who is um, by someone who the courts determine has committed family violence or domestic violence is strongly impacted. Yes. And so even if the abuse has not been committed towards the children, the fact that you have a person who has committed the violence um, in uh, possession of the children, the courts are now wary of, okay, well, if we take the um, 
say the mother out of the situation and we yeah. give her a protective order well then who's going to be the next punching bag for the father right it's right. probably going to be the children and so yeah. now we have to make sure that this doesn't happen with the children sure. so yes absolutely physical violence right. and mental abuse has impact on the children. and i was going to say uh, it's, it's very difficult so suppose you have a situation where there is no abuse you just have a, a regular two people decide they don't get along it's very difficult for men to get possession of to get the main possession of children right because there's a very standard uh, custody what is it first second third weekends and then that's right Thursdays and I just noticed um, you know I mean people do fight over kids they get you know where the parents just don't get along and I've noticed that it's very difficult for men to get so I'll say that it it, I do think from sitting here in Texas which is a very conservative Mm -hmm. state right I do think the expectation is that mom is going to get primary custody, although the family code does not distinguish between genders. They don't say, you know, mom should get this or dad should get this. It says parent or, you know, parent too, if you will. Um, But I do think that at least in Harris County, which is, you know, the biggest county uh, in the state, at least in Harris County, I think our judges are trying to go towards this possession and access uh, schedule that's a bit even. Well, but you you do have joint custody available. Yeah, so it's interesting. So the term that um, we label in the Texas Family Code um, for anything related to children, it's really called conservatorship. And so that's the big umbrella, and that includes, you know, possession access, custody, child support, medical, dental insurance, all of that stuff. Um, when there's two parents involved, I would say 90 to 95 percent of the time, a court is going to grant joint managing conservatorship to both mm-hmm. parents, and that means the the rights that you have over a child that comes with that come with being a parent, knowing what's going on at school with them, their school records, dental records, just going to, you know, their dance recital. Those stay intact for both parents. The biggest issue that we see come up is those major decisions such as uh, medical decisions, educational decisions. Um, or vacation decisions. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then that's really what determines primary custody is really where do the children live full time and what address do you give to the school as their primary residence. Right. Yeah. And then that determines uh, child support. That does. That that's does. correct. Because yes, I've noticed primary custody. Yeah, yes. As, as I went through that, you know, first, second, third, it actually comes to, I think, 11 days out of a month and then the other person and just those extra days mm-hmm. then kind of gives you the child support thing, which, um, you know, I, I kind of struggle with it because how's that child support used? Because sometimes it, it's not used yeah, properly. And you um, can't have any control over that. You can't control over it. And, um, uh, and, I, and I'm a big supporter of child support. I think, you know, that child support is very, very important. It should be given because there's sure. a lot more deadbeats. And right. Obviously, we have to... Well, uh, let, yeah. let me uh, draw back to something that I, I, I know we went directly into the whole aspect of divorce and, and child support, etc. But um, desi divorce. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now desis, for most desis, divorce is still a very taboo topic. Absolutely. Even though we've been, uh, some of them have been living in this country for a very long time. Right. But a uh, first of all, I want to ask you: Do you do you have a lot of desis among your clientele? You know, I I can get them to talk to me with an initial consultation, but I when I tell them what it's going to take to get to the end, 
that's where I really lose them. I do have a lot of Desi clients, but not nearly enough as that come into the door the first time. Um, that conversion rate is still pretty low. Oh, I see. So yes. they, they get cold feet after they talk to you? Or find I, out I what, guess so. What, or is it just in general that they... Yeah. That I guess uh, they realize that divorce is a costly issue. It, it, yeah, well, first, it, yes, it is costly. And if they don't get two for the price of one, they're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, do you get... Your your um, South Asian case are they mostly first generation like you and or like myself and you or are you seeing, seeing some of the older gen or some of the uh, immigrant generation the immigrant gen- generation yeah. actually because I think those women are a little bit more fearful of approaching divorce I, I yes yeah. that's that's true yeah. I do get a lot of my Indian clients from they I won't lie about that um, and that's those are the really disheartening cases and those, those are, are the really ones where there's some emotional or physical abuse m- most of the time it's physical more than just emotional Um, the the first generation like people like me who you know were kids when we immigrated Mm -hmm. um, those are very few actually uh, Mm because I I think you know with our generation we're taking our time getting married uh, against our parents wishes taking our time (laughs) (laughs) having children Uh, my husband and I have been married five years and you know we we got the question the day after our marriage and we still get that question (laughs) when we're having kids even now so right. um yeah so so uh, getting back to this though so there's a you have they see clients who walk in the door but the conversion is not there right but but in the uh you you do t- talk to other attorneys who who handle this kind of stuff and do they is there an uptick in they sees getting divorces it's it's more it's a lot more common now, or I see a lot more calls coming in now than I did say five years ago when I started uh, family law. What about young, the millennial generation, the gender X? Do you see a lot of those? Still, no. I think it's mostly the immigrant, you know, the immigration, the, the immigrant generation. That's interesting, isn't parents. it? It's probably those from an arranged marriage. I'm guessing. Yes, it's okay. really from the Desi marriages I see. It's really the long-term marriages that are uh, that I'm seeing more yeah. t- towards D- me. Dissolving. Maybe it's my face. They're dissolving. The, They're the dissolving ones. a very long-term marriage. Yes, whether it's 15 years or 25 years. Because I think now with the with people getting more educated, uh, I, I think it's. I, I, they've probably put a I've had it it's time let me go well, get a consultation figure out my next steps so you know we we as Punjabis at least we come from a male dominated society yeah. it's like you <laughs> gotta do what I tell you to do right okay so All that's right. that's maybe very Indian <laughs> not my house <laughs> yeah but but that that does create some conflict because then there's no room for the 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 woman to to maneuver she's suffocated and and here we have a society in which there's a lot of liberties given to to people to do things right so even getting a job as a cashier someplace you know can create some conflicts because suddenly now she's got making her own money the man not may not like this etc etc yeah i just wanted to add something because i've seen this in mainstream as well is that you know uh, people that have been married for 20 or 25 years are now finally considering divorces, right? Yeah. Because they're tired of putting up with the situation <laughs> and the same thing. Well, I'm sorry to laugh, but yeah, you, yeah, the way you put it, it yeah. just it made... I think it, another thing is, uh, you know, I see, I, I've met people and after 20 years they get divorced and I go, well, you know, why did you get divorced after 20 years? Because things change. But I think things do change. If you ask my wife, you know, 
who she met 25 years ago and who I'm now we're two different completely completely different people in fact you know I probably get on her nose more than because <laughs> she does no wrong but uh, but I think we do change and I tell people that's the whole idea of marriage though that's that's the thing you do change you get older you think yeah, differently yeah. you know things get um, so sometimes I wonder but I think more to the case is that um, you know obviously we live as equals my wife and I but I think there's that where women you know there's this feel subdued and pressured for these past 25 years and finally they say you know enough's enough and like I said it's more mental and uh, abuse than even probably physical uh, what do you think the yeah uh, Arpita uh, you know regardless of whether it's a love marriage or an arranged marriage the divorce rate in the United States is uh, 50%, isn't it? It's It's gone down a little oh, bit really? over the years. I, I think we're closer to like the 40 to 45 range oh, okay. now. But really? that's also because, again, people are getting married less. Oh. Um, and, and so you're seeing divorces less because, again, people are getting married at an older age uh, uh-huh. when you know maybe they've been living in a relationship in a live-in sort of situation sure. for several years before they say, okay, then maybe it's time to tie the knot. And then you don't see those people get divorced. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a hopeful sign. Then. Yeah. More stability. Crossed, yeah. I mean, yes. Um, for the country, maybe not for divorce attorneys uh, like and me. And what about uh, <laughs> common law marriages? Those... Uh, you can still help them, right? Yes, yeah. So the at least in Texas, Texas does recognize common law marriage. Uh, there are certain elements that you are required to meet, and you know each situation is different. But in in order to get out of a common law marriage, you have to do a formal divorce. Hey guys, oh, okay. we we have a caller who who has who wants to make a comment. So go right right ahead, sir, Vivek. Yes, how are you doing? Just fine. So tell us what's on your mind. Well, basically, I was saying is that uh, we go for divorce basically because of the ego problems. We have ego clashes between man and woman, and then we forget one thing that in our culture context, when we get married, especially in India, it's a merger of two families, not just like a man and a woman, which is the Western culture. Right, so it's much more difficult to separate uh, the families yeah. because there's so much of that kind of ego and, and, ego that gets involved there. Like, and then we like to hang on to the marriage basically because of the sake of our children. Right. We don't want our children to have the same faith. Right, I understand. Well, Vivek, well, thank you so much for sharing. We, we will go back to the program. Thanks once again. Yeah, I think the point he's trying to make is I think there's also a lot of interference, especially on the older generation, more traditional, there's interference from the parents. You know, they come in and they want to run the marriage. And I've seen that a lot. Um, you know, um, parents have the expectation of um, of you living, you know, in the same household. My parents kind of did that with us, but um, well, we just financially took care of them and just, you know, kept them to one side and took care of them when we moved. Because, you know, it, it gets, you know, we're not living in that day and age anymore. Well, folks, we're talking to Erpita Lega, who's a divorce attorney. She's an attorney that handles family law, but divorce happens to be one of the things that she just uh, handles. We'll be back after these messages and talk to her. And I want to explore violence that happens at the time of, of divorce. You know, things get very heated and how you get restraining orders for people in case it gets that way. So don't go away, folks. We will be back to talk to Erpitholiga after these messages. 
Indo American News Radio, India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. कदर किसी की सिर्फ बोल कर ही नहीं की जाती क्योंकि चमक से पता चल ही जाता है हीरा कभी खुद नहीं कहता वो कितना चमकता है महाराजा ज्वेलर्स फॉर व्हेन लव इज टू बी एक्सप्रेस्ड नॉट सेड हैप्पी वैलेंटाइंस डे फ्रॉम महाराजा ज्वेलर्स सच्चे प्यार का सच्चा तोहफा महाराजा ज्वेलर्स 5821 हिलक्रॉफ्ट ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ See Sweets two locations Energy Corridor and KT on your stay come and relax in our indoor pool or host your meeting in style schedule a tour and check our beautiful state of art ballroom the perfect location for parties and weddings continental and south asian cooking in house outside catering also allowed Embassy Sweets for bookings call Anam Shabbir 8323916259 Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala retail outlet at factory location 13220 Morphy Road. Chandrika Masala 100% homemade spices, attas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ बरसों पुराना स्वाद अरे भुजिया का उसके लिए एरे गहरे नहीं भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए बिकानो इधर लाओ इधर लाओ तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ भुजिया मतलब बिकानो जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रेडिएंट से हमसे बेहतर भुजिया को जाने कौन बरसों ऐसी बिकानो डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड बाई सुपीरियर ट्रेडिंग डालस एंड अवेलेबल इन ऑल लीडिंग स्टोर ऑफ टेक्सिस Indo American no, News no. Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews and Local Community Roundup every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM Hi I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali and I'm Pramod Indo American, Indo -American News Radio, Radio. All right, folks, we're back with Arpita Lega, and uh, we were talking about divorce, all the issues with divorce, and one of the things I wanted to explore was the violence that goes with divorce because, uh, you know, divorce doesn't necessarily happen to have a, a uh, breakdown of a relation between a couple. They could be drinking. Yeah. They could be drugs. They could be another woman. Right. Or another man. <laughs> so, you know, th these things, they create a lot of friction and a lot of... uh anger and uh fights throwing furniture glasses stuff like that uh what happens in a situation like this uh, does someone uh, can you get a restraining order if you're living together yes and no so it it, it again the answer is it depends <laughs> mm -hmm. so uh, what what you're talking about is a protective order that's what we call under the texas family code a protective order applies uh, where there is domestic violence um in a familial relationship so it actually applies to husband and wife but boyfriend and girlfriend uh, really any sort of fa familial relationship and you don't have to live together either but the way you get that protective order is you have to show two things uh, 
Uh, one is that there has been family violence or a threat of violence um, in the past, and it's likely going to keep on happening unless, you know, the court orders a protective order. Um, and that's that's what people call a restraining order. It's really called a protective order in the, in the family code. A criminal restraining order is, is completely different. But if you move out and you're living separate lo- uh, uh, places, then a restraining order is much easier to... Not necessarily. You can actually get a person kicked out, which is also called a kick-out order. That's the, really? the term. Really? Yeah, order. yeah. You can get a person kicked out if you can show that you really have nowhere else to escape from this person. If you don't have a home and you guys share a home, then as part of that protective order, we do what's called an ex parte uh, sort of kick-out order where you show the facts, you know, she did this and, you know, I have nowhere else to go, so I need her to leave and I need her to not be able to come back into the house. Uh, and then what if the consequences are she becomes, she or he or she becomes right. homeless? So how do you I mean, financially, because obviously that's a big, right. mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. that's a big issue that, you know, you both own the house, you're both right. paying towards the mortgage. Right. And suddenly, suddenly, yeah. yeah. So, so the financials, you know, still keep getting paid. Um, and I mean, if the... Who, whoever said divorce is cheap? Ricky. I mean, this is what happens. You know, you pay the lawyer, you pay the restraining order, you yeah. pay this, you pay that, pay you the pay courts. the apartment. It's not cheap. Yeah, Jawar, actually, uh, there's statistics which say that divorce is the greatest uh, cause of loss of wealth for families. Yes, you're right. I can see that. Well, yeah. especially in, you know, a state of, in the state of Texas, which is a community property state, right? You have, say your wealth is a million dollars. Well, you're at least going to part with 50% of yeah, that at certainly. the end of it. Um, you know, minus all of the attorney's fees you're yeah. going to go through. Right. So, uh the we talked about restraining orders, but now um, the uh, uh, what about financials? Do, do you separate the finances all the way? So not at that point. So protective orders. Is no, no, but I mean down sorry. the road. Down the road, you actually can split your IRAs, for example. In a divorce, yes, that is the goal of the divorces. What we do as part of the divorce, and I'll give you a little bit of background on, you know, Texas uh, divorces. As you all know, it's community property state. So part of the divorce process is figuring out what is owned by these parties that is considered community property. Right. Uh, Because sometimes you own separate property, whether it's from before the marriage or something has been left to you in a will or gifted to you during the marriage. So once we figure out what is in the community, whether it be IRAs, 401ks, uh, you know, life insurance policies that have cash values. And then we, once we figure out say, you know, out of $10 million, $7 million belongs to the community, then it's each attorney's job in trying to convince the judge how to split it up. Uh-huh. Uh, most people assume it's 50-50, but depending on the facts and circumstances of the marriage, uh, it could be 60-40, it could be, yeah. you know, uh, 70-30 as well. Yeah, Arpita, if uh, uh, I've lost my train of thought. I have stunned you. <laughs> well, so, so what happens in the case where you know you have um, uh, you know, a couple and uh, one of them inherits you know their 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 family's uh, fortune? Does that 
um, and after 10 years they get divorced, does that still become part of the community's property if it grows and increases or is it still completely separated? So the increase of value of separate property um, is an interesting question. The increase of the value is still considered separate. But if you're putting money, if you're taking money from community and putting it into your separate asset, then the community is owed money back. Correct. Yeah. Um, if, if there's income... Um, that the separate asset is earning. So say, you know, Uncle Bill died and he left a rental property for you and you're collecting income from the Un- rental Uncle property. Uncle Rajinder. Un- yeah. Uncle Raj, we'll yeah. call him. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Raj died and he left a, a, a rental property for you. The income from the rental property is community, but the asset itself, which is the rental property, any increases in the value of the rental property is still going to remain separate as long as you have not taken community property and put it back in. So it starts to get convoluted because the income, if you're just putting it back in, well, then you are putting in community property. So that back income into suddenly becomes, so it does suddenly become community property. The income, the income from does. the separate So asset, I leave yes. my daughter one of my pieces of real estate. Yeah. She's collecting rent from it, whatever it is. And then suddenly her husband leaves. So he suddenly has entitlement to half of that income property. The income. It could be. The yes, income. yeah. Not the asset itself. Not the asset, the but he. This is not good news <laughs> to Indian hearts. Yeah. But but there's ways. That's to why pre- we have yeah. yeah. That's why we have pre- Pradeep here. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, has, yeah, because I mean, I, yeah, my, I mean, I have two boys and. Uh, you promote you had something? Yeah, I have, uh, I recollected my thoughts again. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since it's Valentine's Day, we should talk about the possibility of reconciliation. Oh. So, in your experience, uh, have you seen uh, couples that have gone quite a bit on the path of divorce? Um, then suddenly change their mind and re- reconcile? I've had three potential, in, in, again, five years of family law uh, mm-hmm. practice. I've had three potential reconciliations. One of them did actually reconcile. Oh, okay. Uh, two of them took down the path of reconciliation at the, the day before we finalized the divorce. Oh, wow. At 10 p.m., my client called me and he said, I can't do this. She's giving me a sign that she doesn't want this either. And so halt it. And that was after, again, we had spent nine months uh, and all the the fees that I earned in nine months. Um, the net, yeah. we, we, So we paused on the divorce, but then a year later, he came back to me and we did finalize the divorce oh, after okay. that. Um, well, but it's very well, rare. I was going to ask you a quick question. Um, we've, we've only got a few seconds left. Well, I was going to say, um, so giving the giving away the uh, Wordle name that day, or giving away the word for Wordle, is that grounds for divorce? <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Yeah, okay. Hey, uh, so uh, Arpita, um, if one, I have a couple of questions here. One is, what is in on average? How much does a, a person spend in a lawyer to get a divorce? Again, the answer will depend, right? Correct. Well, right. let's just say 16000 15000 uh, Um, If it's uncontested, normally I've spent maybe 8000 on a divorce. Well, uncontested. Uncontested. If it's contested, the sky's the limit. If it's contested, limit. then the sky's the limit. My, my highest so far was a divorce that lasted two and a half years. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and it was all about the kids. It was a kid custody mm-hmm. issue that dragged it on. It, that was $120,000 in my attorney's fees only. Whoa. Oh, and so that's that's not the other party's that's attorney's That's not the other fees. party's attorney's fees. That's also not the amicus attorney we had to appoint in the case. Uh, she had other attorney's fees. Well, folks, you heard that. <laughs> you know, divorce is not cheap to get. And it's it's not cheap to 
to pay the attorneys, so sometimes it might be easier just to to work it out through the mediator, if that's possible. Uh, just buy uh, a large gift for your wife. Well, I will say, and, yeah. and divorce is very traumatic too. Right, yeah. it's right. very traumatic. It is yeah. very traumatic, yeah. and it's it's no fun go- being in that situation. I mean, I'm making light of it just because we're on the radio, but if you happen to be in the middle of this, you're crying buckets, and you know you're wor- you're worried about your kids, you're worried about your future. Uh, there is hope, but uh, but you have to you have to really consider everything. Money is not everything. No, there's a lot more. As I said, there's a lot more emotions to consider. So, Arpita, what's a good number if people want to call you for an appointment? Yeah, uh, so we're located in Jersey Village. Our number is three four six three two seven nine five zero zero. Again, that's three four six three two seven nine five zero zero. Right. Arpita, thank you so much for coming thank here. Thank you for and, having me. Yes, it's been my yes. pleasure, truly. I would say that we've in- learned a lot. I'm not sure if I enjoy <laughs> the whole notion of divorce. We'll we're just not, not going to take anything with us. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> thank you. All right. And thank you, Prandeep, for, yeah. for coming in with Arpita. We're, folks, we'll be going to um, our next guest in about five or six minutes, but we have some time, promote. Yeah, yeah. To, uh, that we can talk about something else. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about the 3.5 billion cryptocurrency that was seized by the government? Right. How did that happen? Uh, you know, it's supposed to be, cryptocurrency is supposed to be quite secure. secure I was going to say And secure, it's yeah. used by a lot of uh, people who, uh, to hide their uh, wealth. But somehow... Uh, the same uh, systems that allow encryption also allow detection. So the government is able to track, on, in some cases, where the cryptocurrencies are going, and they track down this theft of $3.5 billion. So it was stolen privately, or was it the IRS that actually seized it? This uh, the IRS uh, has see. seized it. Because I know that there's a lot of reporting that the uh, IRS is asking for crypto reporting and, oh, uh, yes. yeah, yeah, uh, on um, increase in crypto value and selling. So um, yeah, Even uh, the Indian government, they're going to la- launch a digital currency. So they're also getting into the act. Oh, uh, India itself, yeah. yeah. I think it would be a good idea for someone like yeah. India. So I don't really understand cryptocurrency, do you? Have no, you invested I've, I've, in I it? do. I have invested it because my, <laughs> my, uh, my oldest son told me to buy, oh, I think, okay. Bitcoin when it was $5. Should oh, have, wow. but didn't. But um, <laughs> uh, but I know that, um, when we were having all these um, these strange stock prices rising up, um, uh, what was the GameStop and so forth, My both my boys were investing in it very heavily and they got involved in dodgecoin and they did well uh-huh. uh, but it was just a very quick too good to be true but they they made so well. but oh, I, okay. I, I couldn't understand that's it. good to know yeah but yeah. i really couldn't understand it so much but this worked. couple who were um, caught um, you know hiding their wealth uh, their names are elia Liechtenstein and heather morgan and heather was actually uh, bragging on uh, internet social media that she has done this so it was very obvious uh, for the uh, irs to detect this 3.6 billion dollar stolen uh, stolen cryptocurrency this was billion or million billion billion Billion. yeah it's a large amount yeah i think i had that much money i'll keep very quiet (laughs) yeah i'll keep very quiet boy that was really sleight of hand that she was able to do that huh yeah yeah and and then she got caught uh, well, it's, it, it all comes down to greed, you know. Oh, it's yeah. an unfortunate thing. Things come down to greed in the end. So, 
That's true. Well, I'm I'm excited about our next guest who's coming in because this is election season, Ricky. It's you election know. season. Yeah, it's always fun. Been there, done that. Uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, my son ran for a state rep, and I tell you, I knocked uh, I knocked on I want to say three thousand doors. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, so, Rich, he yeah. tried twice, didn't he? Once, just once. I think once was enough. And once then he got married, and his wife said, "We're not going to do this for a while." <laughs> Yes. yes. Yeah, but but he was, yeah, oh. he was he was um, Rich was running for uh, district twenty twenty six. I've forgotten. 26, yeah, well, state rep. State yeah, yeah. yeah, He ran for state rep. But, but it is election season once again, and yeah. we are uh, we're really um, it's intriguing because on the Democratic Party side, uh, there are fifty seven um, in, in Fort Bend alone. There are fifty seven candidates. And I was at a uh, t uh, television, uh, I was interviewing a few of these people on a live streaming event. But this, th th I have a, this beautiful pamphlet, huh? Mm -hmm. From yeah. the Democratic oh, Party yeah. of, of Fort Bend. And when you look at it, you realize 60% of the candidates are people of color. Of color. Which is wonderful. Yeah, that's great. And Ricky, do you think uh, the people who get involved in politics are... Uh, especially at a state or local uh, elections, uh, they seem to be actually interested in community uh, service because there's no, not much of a chance of making money, is there? Uh, there's not a chance of making money. I think it's a little bit of both. Some people okay. genuinely do it um, uh, just because they think they just want to serve. And I think some people sometimes a little bit of ego too. Yeah. Uh, and then I think when they get in that position, they forget how they got into that position. And we know that even some of our current legislators, they still forget who their constituency is. Yeah. Um, I think the state of Texas is notorious for that. Well, um, well I, I'm going to uh, go out on a limb because uh, there is one candidate that, that I believe uh, deserves everyone's vote, uh, in Harris County at least. It's Judge uh, Michael Newman. Oh, sure. He, the probate he, judge. Probate judge. He absolutely knows his stuff. Is that who you had on last week? Yes, yeah. we very had good, yeah. Very good yeah, judge. Very good judge. And he's very knowledgeable and, and is very charismatic and also a good uh, good communicator. Yeah. Yeah, and, and his motto is experience matters, and it truly does on subject like probate. You can't just uh, get someone off the street and become a probate judge. Right. No. And I, I did listen to him last week because it was yeah. a very interesting case. There's a couple of I think... Um, uh, our, our DA Brian Middleton, uh, mm -hmm. I think he's done very well. He's brought right. some great. We've supported again. We're talking about the Democratic side. Democratic side, and then um, uh, I think Julie Matthews. Julie Matthews yeah. is here. She's put together some very good programs. Tony Wadhavan is running. Yeah, Tony Wadhavan is running. Uh, I've known him since he was knee high to a grasshopper. And um, Surindran Patel. Yeah, he's running again for judge yeah, district this court. Is second time. Yeah, but he was ran for Supreme Court last time. I think. Oh, I believe okay. so. Yeah. And Nita Sane, she's going to be coming in. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nita's also served previously on, um, I think, uh, HCC. HCC or as a trustee yeah. for 12 years. Yeah, so, yeah. so she's got some good background and good experience. Kaiser Ayman, he's going to be, uh, he's running for treasurer. Mm -hmm. And uh, so these are some of the Asian people that are running. And we're very proud of the fact that there's so many of them. Are. Uh, Jetty Abraham's running. Yeah. Uh, also, we have, um, let's see, uh, Hussein Hadi. Hussein Hadi is running. And Sonia Rash. Sonia oh, Rash. Yes. She's, she, she's the Rash that you want to have. 
<laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> On the Republican side, we have uh, uh, Ramesh Cherivirala. Right. And then Mike Khan. Uh, they're again running against each other. So. And, and the third uh, candidate Tom. is Matthew. Ma- Don Tom. Matthew? You should know this. Yeah, no, Tom Villarreal. No, he ran last time. No, Tom no, but, but he's also, yeah. they're on the same ticket. So there's, yeah. either way, they, they win on their primary for the Republicans. It's going to be an Asian. It's going to be a South Asian. So. Yeah, that's true. So that's, this is really exciting. And we had Ramesh on the show um, two last weeks time, ago. Last week. Yeah. And then, of course, Suleiman Lalani, he's running. He's yes. running. So we're really proud of the fact that they're doing this. So don't go away, folks. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Nita Sane. She's been called in from the campaign trailer. I better jingle her because I don't think she's, she's called in right now. So don't go away. This is Indo-American News Radio. Masala Radio. You're listening to Masala Radio, 107.5 KGLK, HD4, Lake Jackson, and 98.7 FM, K254BZ, Fairbanks. Masala. Amerajuve Sweet Deals. Buy one, get one 50% off on skin pens. Botox. Buy 30 units, get 10 free. Buy 75 units, get 25 free. $100 off on each syringe of filler, plus 10 units of Botox free. Gift cards for Valentine's Day now available. Offer valid through February 14. Amerajuve Med Spa. Call today, 713-RU-HARRY or visit amerajuve.com. Happy Valentine's Day from Amerajuve. This is Shariar. Come visit us at my Kalaji, Sugarland, and Dallas. Fusion of Pakistani and Indian cuisines. We specialize in kebabs and karais. If you ever have our Loki Kahalwa, I bet you will come back for more. Kalaji Fine Dining. Come visit the Sugarland location, 59 and Williams Trace, next to Home Depot. For catering, call 281-240-0786. The best Pakistani and Indian fusion in Houston. This is Sherryar. Yeah, Kolachi ki kahani. Rising star of Houston, Sammy Z, CEO of Exclusive Furniture, welcomes all of you to his seven locations all around town. Biggest selection of furniture, mattresses, and accessories. Guaranteed delivery in 48 hours. That's exclusivefurniture.com, where low prices live. India Culture Center and International Hindi Association presents a musical Shraddhanjali for Lata Mangeshkar. Meri Awaaz Hi Pehchan Hai. Meri Free parking. Live music by Swar Sarita Group. Sunday, February 20th, 5.30 to 7.30 at the GSH Event Center, 9550 West Belfort at Beltway 8. For more information, call Malla Mikala, 713-256-5422 or Rajiv Bhavsar, 281-217-7330. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. And sitting in for Sanchali today is Ricky Oberoi. Ricky is going to be doing the introduction to Nita Sani, who just called one second ago. (laughs) I save my soul, you know. So go ahead. Well, yeah, Nita is originally from Mumbai, India. Uh, been in the U.S. since 1995. 
Uh, husband Deepak, uh, her and her husband Deepak have lived in Fort Bend County for 24 years and they have a 33-year-old son, Gautam, who is a chemical engineer. Wow, that's above my pay grade. Um, Nidas has a master's in chemistry herself uh, from the University of Houston, go Cougs, uh, and an MBA in financing and accounting from Florida Tech University and a certificate in sustainable business strategy from the Harvard Business School. Okay, she might be overqualified for this job, but I'm going to say that. <laughs> anyway, so since uh, becoming a U.S. citizen, she served in numerous community organizations. Uh, Nita was elected HCC trustee for 12 years, representing Fort Bend and surrounding areas. Uh, she initiated programs for youth, women, seniors with Multicultural Coalition for Community Success. She's received numerous uh, honors for her public service. Uh, Nita has worked with the Fort Bend Democratic Party for decades, uh, which I personally uh, will agree with that she has. And Nida is a candidate for the Commissioner Precinct 4, Fort Bend County. Her goal is to uplift Fort Bend's diverse voices and expand Fort Bend's uh, economy and infrastructure for public safety, healthcare, properties. So, welcome, Nita, to the show. All right. Well, I'm glad to join you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you've been knocking on the doors, block walking, right? <laughs> yes, and it's been freezing cold, it's been windy, and I am, yes, uh, been out and about. Uh, you won't uh, believe it. I hope, you, I hope you're sitting down with a nice hot cup of coffee right now so you can talk <laughs> to us. So how's it going on the campaign trail? Uh, it's going great, a lot of uh, excitement, momentum, and I believe uh, with all our hard work for months and months, out there, being out there in the field, talking to people, uh, helping them uh, know what's coming up on the ballot and how it impacts their life when it comes to uh, utilization of their tax dollars. And um, I guess at this point, I, I'm, I'm really uh, proud to say that we have built the momentum and we look forward to uh, increasing the local participation. So it's yeah. going great. Uh, yeah. Wonderful, Nita. Uh, uh, perhaps f uh, for the benefit of our listeners, uh, can you give a background on your public service experience? Absolutely. Um, glad to do so. The um, My public service now, you know, it's been over 15 years now. I mean, right after I got my citizenship, I decided to give back some of the blessings we got in this country. And one thing led to another and along the way, 15 years of many, many organizations uh, in leadership roles. And, of course, the um, I was elected, you know, uh, for Houston Community College trustee. So yeah, you were elected twice, is that right? Uh, twice, yes. I was elected for in 2007 and then re-elected in 2013. For 12 years you served. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, it was a <laughs> yeah. Yes, 12 years. Uh, it was a long time and a lot of accomplishments for Fort Bend, uh, including bringing the program, state-of-the-art campuses, services, starting many initiatives. But you had and a now, lot of experience handling large, a large budget at HCC, correct? Yes. And yes. so that, that, that you, you could easily transfer those skills to handling uh, Precinct 4? Uh, Absolutely. Uh, is the governing experience that I gained uh, through my trusteeship, uh, leading one of the largest public entities in the nation and over $350 million budget, annual budget. And, of course, 20, over 20 public facilities, uh, including public safety, buildings, maintenance, workforce, 
and recreation amenities. And so that extensive experience that I gained uh, translates easily into the governing job that this commissioner uh, position requires. And that's about a $400 million worth of budget every year. You know, I, I'm not sure what Precinct 4... I was going to ask that question. Can you tell us where, what covers uh, Precinct 4? Yes, okay. Precinct 4 is now is newly drawn precinct because of the redistricting that just occurred a few months back. And it now covers Mission Bend, Grand Mission, a little portion of Aliana, and a very small portion of New Territory, and uh, Richmond, Rosenberg, Bisley, Kendleton. Wow, that's a large area. That's, yeah, that's quite a large area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a large area, and it's a very... Uh, uh, it stretches all across uh, from northern part of Fort Bend County all the way to southwest. So it's it's a lot of work, and I've been we've been working hard, reaching out to every pocket of this region. But you know, it's impo- I I hear like Ricky, you were saying, block walking, and I I I know that people do block walking, but you can't block walk this whole area. Well, uh, I, I, I need. A, I was going to say when we blocked walked, we had a list of specific. Democratic voters, correct me if I'm wrong, Anita, and that's what you're doing to keep it efficient. So when she goes to somebody's house, um, I'm assuming they are a Democrat and they understand they, they should have that, that sheet that you have in front of her. And then she obviously has to sell herself as the best candidate. Mm. And the more you, the more you, she can get herself out there, more because the grand signs are okay and so forth. Obviously, money is very important. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the, the block walking, am I right, Anita, is probably the most important part, the most important thing you can do is start meeting your constituents. Yeah, I mean, block walking is one of, absolutely, uh, the more, um, for the local races, it's always important to be out there and meeting the voters in person. And and there are many ways to do that. Uh, And nowadays, online forums, communication, uh, meet and greet, there are various ways to connect with the constituents and the voters. And being out there gives us, gives us more opportunity to listen to their concerns and share our platforms. And the dialogue is very important uh, to connect with people. They know the candidate. We know what people are looking for and what their priorities are. are. So it's a very good uh, means uh, to connect and get the people out to the polls and uh, have that connection in the local community. So, yes, block walking is, is absolutely essential. So I was asking my son yesterday, what is a commissioner? What exactly is it? So, I'm, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. So basically, I would say the judge, the or KP George, is kind of the mayor, and then you guys are like the city council people. Is it the same kind of infrastructure, or is it, or is it no, slightly? No, it's not. It's not? Uh, okay. It's actually, no, it's not. I mean, it probably is perceived like that, but it's, it's more like a board. Okay. Uh, there are five uh, people on that commissioner's court, four commissioners elected from four commissioners' precincts, and one county judge from the countywide race. Now, all of them uh, are, there's no hierarchy within that five people sit on the, on the commissioner's court because you have to have at least three votes to get anything passed. So it's not like commissioners report to the judge or judge reports to the commissioners. It's, it's all like a five-member board. Uh, but and most of most of the work of commissioners' court must be related to projects happening in that precinct, like you know some sort of infrastructure projects, and and so on. Yes, yes, uh, infrastructure projects, roads, bridge, 
roads and bridges, uh, construction, drainage, flood prevention, and of course, you know, the healthcare uh, is also a major part of public health, public safety, and of growing the economy and the jobs. And that's uh, it's, it's a holistic approach, and it's about having day-to-day living in Fort Bend County, uh, you know, at the best that is possible. Now, the functions of the commissioners, of course, you know, each precinct, there are the needs of the community. There's infrastructure to be uh, improved, whether it is drainage, whether it's sidewalks, whether uh, roads, bridges, uh, amenities, recreation. So whole nine yard uh, that has to be covered in each precinct. Now, the judge, of course, covers additional function, which is emergency management and so on and so forth. But overall, the county has to provide the services to all the residents, regardless of what zip codes they are. Right, but now, 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 there's also another aspect of it that you have to allocate the budget for different departments. For example, the DA's department. Wouldn't that be getting mm-hmm. money from well, the prison or oh, no, the jail here, Fort Bend County Jail, for example. The, so that comes from commissioners. The commissioners' yeah. court actually yeah. actually um, manages that, right, Nitha? Oh, yeah. I mean, the major function of the commissioners' court is the budgetary allocation of all the tax dollars collected from the uh, county residents and the taxpayers. That's the main thing. It's the budgetary allocation for various departments, the projects, the infrastructure, whether it is expansion of uh, toll road or whatever it is. It is basically the budgets are decided by the commissioner's court. And it's the policy-making governing body of this uh, county. So those are the functions. And um, yeah. so so Nita, that, from promote, you had something? Yes, uh, Nita. Uh, what do you think, uh, uh, you know, before the pandemic, Fort Bend was one of the fastest growing uh, counties uh, in the United States. Uh, do you think the pandemic has affected uh, the growth uh, in the region? Uh, it's overall, the growth has been nonstop in that regard. I mean, at this point, the population has reached over 800,000 people in Fort Bend. And it continues to grow. It is one of the fastest-growing counties. The only thing is when the population grows, the infrastructure has to be improved, and there should be a long-term planning and strategic planning for that, whether it is mobility, whether it is traffic flow, environment, air quality, water quality. So that is where I am running to bring the long-term and strategic planning to make sure that the tax dollars are used effectively to provide the services that people in Fort Bend need. Yeah, well, one of the problems, uh, promote that happened right after Harvey was uh, the flood the from flooding. Right. the flooding yeah. from the dikes. Yeah, yeah and the, flood mitigation is on yeah. uh, uh, Nita's um, uh, policy uh, agendas. My uh, couple of things that I mean I can uh, quickly share with you. Yes, is, uh, my focus predominantly is making sure that we have better solutions for flood prevention right. and uh, efficient mobility and traffic flow all across the county uh-huh. and also ensuring advanced level of health care services for trauma patients. And I'll go over that a little bit in detail if you have more time. Sure. And, of course, uh, accelerating small businesses and uh, growth of small businesses and job growth for all. 
So those are my focal aid, focus points at this point, considering the needs of the Fort Bend County, considering the needs of the growing population of Fort Bend County. And uh, flood prevention, when it comes to uh, having the right measures, my focus will be on two things, completing all the flood mitigation projects all across the county. There are several projects approved by the supporters in 2019 bond, and there are several projects still on hold or on pause. So my focus will be to make sure those get completed on time. And second, of course, is making sure ongoing uh, maintenance and cleaning of the drainage system so there is no water clogging and backing up on the streets and uh, causing the flood, flood uh, street flooding. So those are basic short-term and long-term goals I will be looking into from the flood mitigation aspect. Yeah. As and, a uh, yeah, yeah, as a member of the diverse community, the South Asian community, uh, yes, what will be your objective once you become the precinct four commissioner to improve diversity in the county uh, system, the political system, and the uh, the bureaucracy that uh, uh, governs uh, the commissioner's court, or, or even the workforce in yeah. precinct four. Yeah, the workforce, of course, you know, at, and again, all throughout my public service, uh, I did pursue uh, diversity and inclusion initiative when it came to workforce uh, hiring or growing small businesses or giving opportunities uh, for all the, uh, you know, business uh, community that, that looks up to the government bodies to make sure it's a fair process. So diversity and inclusion, I've led uh, several initiatives, and it was my, like I have always focused on that. Uh, speaking of that point, I also want to emphasize that Commissioner's Court has never had a woman commissioner on it since the county was formed in 1837. Really? Oh, wow. That's a long that? time. Well, then, then we definitely that, need to change yeah, that. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah that's one that. of the reasons why we need to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Anita, yeah. do you have any... And, and never had an Asian either on, except for K.P. George, who's the judge. Who's the judge, yeah. Yeah, he was the first one, too. Right. And yeah. I think at this point, uh, ethnicity is one factor, but if you look at the gender also, there are over 51% females in, in Fort Bend County. The population of females is over 51% now. So we need to have voice, we need to have representation, because I want to bring, at this point, women's perspective and women's leadership on the commissioner's court mm -hmm. to have a long-term sustainable planning and basically ensure quality living and livelihood for all the demographics of Fort Bend County. Well, it's a good thing so you, you, you don't have to deal with Ted Cruz, because Ted Cruz doesn't want to have... He, he believes that only 6.4% of the population is, you know, about the Supreme Court pick. Yeah. 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 So, you know, anyway, that's, I had to get that in. <laughs> so, well, let me tell you, do you, have any, do you have any control over property taxes as a commissioner? Because that's always a sore subject. Uh, so the way, just to give you, yes. I mean, uh, for many, many years now, almost uh, as we go far, we go back 10, 20 years. Commissioner's court, uh, every year, has been decreasing the tax rate uh, by a few cents or whatever the person, very, very negligible, but still the trend has been decreasing the ta tax rate. But what's happening is our property values have been going out, going up. And so every resident or a homeowner tends, you know, eventually ends up 
uh, paying more taxes. So Correct. the revenue collected by the county is much higher every year, regardless of the tax rate that they have been decreasing. So the equation is, even if the tax rate gets uh, lower, property value will go up every year, and county will collect uh, extra revenue. N- N- Nita, I'm going to interrupt you at this point. We're almost out of time, but I want to make sure okay. that everyone understands that we're, we are rooting for Nita Sane. She's running for, uh, for Fort Bend Commissioner uh, Precinct 4. She deserves your vote, folks. So what, what, uh, what number are you on the ballot? Uh, what position are you? <laughs> Well, number, she, two. number two. Number two. Okay, so, so number two on the ballot. There, there are. There, she has uh, a hand, uh, three other opponents, but she's she really deserves your vote. So when you go in there, this uh, starting uh, Monday, Monday, yeah, ba- early voting. Early voting. Th- vote for Nita Sani because she, a vote for her means that our community, the Desi community, gets stronger. So this is Indian American News, folks. We're going to be going on to our next guest. Thank you so much, Nita. And good luck on the campaign. Thank you for um, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you both of you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. I'm Ita. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Ricky. Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Prabhon. Indo-American News Radio. वो बरसों पुराना स्वाद यहाँ कहाँ? बरसों पुराना स्वाद? अरे भुजिया का? उसके लिए ऐरे गैरे नहीं, भुजिया के एक्सपर्ट्स चाहिए। बिकानो? इधर लाओ, इधर लाओ। तुम कह रहे थे वो स्वाद कहाँ? भुजिया मतलब बिकानो, जो बनती है बरसों पुरानी खास ओरिजिनल रेसिपी और बेस्ट क्वालिटी के इंग्रेडिएंट्स Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio And we are delighted to have uh, with us our next guest uh, Shelley Arnold, promote. Do you want to yes, introduce her? Yes, uh, I'm very pleased uh, and honored to introduce uh, Shelley Arnold to our community. Uh, Shelley joined the uh, Conservancy in 2013 mm-hmm. and has led the creation and adoption of the 2015 Memorial Park Master Plan and launched its Associated Capital Campaign, initiated project execution and transitioned the management and operations of 1,100 acres of Memorial Park to the Conservancy. And in 2018, the Conservancy announced the largest private donation in the history of the Houston Park System, which established a $205 million private-public partnership commitment for Memorial Park's capital campaign and secured maintenance and operations funding for the park. Shelley brings a background in results-oriented leadership and change management from her nearly 20 years at Cisco Systems, Hewlett-Packard, Compaq Computer Corporation, and McKinsey & Company. And she studied public policy and spent part of her career with the Texas State Legislature, the Texas Department of Commerce, and the U.S. Department of Commerce. Uh, Shelley speaks... uh, Spanish fluently and previously worked as a volunteer in Dominican Republic, Mexico, Paraguay, and Puro, 
Peru, Peru. sorry. Peru. <laughs> <laughs> Delivering public health programs. Uh, and as a native Houstonian, Shelley cares deeply about our parks, bayous, green spaces, the wildlife that inhabit them, and the people who enjoy them. Uh, Shelley, uh, welcome to our show, and we're uh, very glad to have you. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to be here today. Well, and uh, actually, we've had you once on the show last year, right, Pramod? That's, that's yes. That's exactly uh, right. We, we, uh, there when was the opening we, of the Eastern... Eastern Glades. Right. A little over a year ago, we opened a 100-acre project inside Memorial Park, um, and now we're getting ready to open the other one, the, the second 100-acre project inside Memorial Park. Thanks for having me on again. Right. Certainly. Well, and we see the tunnels, uh, uh, you know, uh, the construction all around them if we go on uh, Memorial Drive. Uh, tell us what's right. the latest. Uh, well, so this is 100 acres uh, and uh, and another 100 acres. How much is Memorial Park? How many acres is it? Memorial Park is 1,500 acres. Whoa. Which is, it's, it's twice the size of Central Park in, in, in New York. And people don't really realize that Houston has a park right in the middle of the city that uh, that's that large, and you don't realize it because it's uh, parts of it aren't very accessible, and it's chopped into twenty five different pieces with roads and railroads and ball fields and and all kinds of things. And so we're we're stitching it back together to harness the power of the the whole fifteen hundred acres for for people and for wildlife. Wow. Yeah, and to Pramod's question about what are the tunnels. Yeah, uh, what's the progress there, and uh, uh, when will the con construction finish? Well, the uh, the project is called the Land Bridge and Prairie Project, uh -huh. and together, the land bridge itself, the land bridge is a nature bridge. It's actually two nature bridges over Memorial Drive. So imagine, you know, six lanes of Memorial Drive plus a median. It's basically like a highway cutting the park in half. Uh -huh. And so we're bridging the two halves of the park. It literally cuts the park in half, north and south. We're bridging the north and the south side uh, with nature bridges, and uh, they're, about, they're, they're hills. They're sort of about 35 feet high. They sit on top of the tunnels. And so the tunnels are being constructed. Memorial Drive will shift into the tunnels. One side, the eastbound, will shift in March. The westbound will shift in April. Then we can finish the construction and planting of the land bridge and prairie, um, and that will be at the end of the year. So, the, so the, 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 the shift will happen in March and April. That will enable the rest of the work to finish and will uh, open at the end of, this, end of this year, I hope I said, end of this year. Well, uh, it, we started, we broke ground right after we finished Eastern Glades. So we opened Eastern Glades in July of 2020. We broke ground on this project in August of 2020, and we'll finish this project at the end of 2022. Shelley, why was the need for a land bridge? Well, you know, it's interesting. There are it actually addresses many different needs, and many some of them weren't even known until we studied and asked and researched. Um, but the I'd say in the the public asked for we did before we started the Memorial Park Master Plan, which you referenced. We spent a year and a half or two just studying studying the ecology, the water flows. Uh, the biology, you know, the climate, the, the, the demographics. Sure. We also asked Houstonians what they wanted in their memorial park. So the, the park had been really devastated by the drought of 2011 and 12. 
So this was a, an opportunity to rethink the park. Um, and so we asked Houstonians what they wanted in Memorial Park. And there, we, we heard from, you know, we got over 3,000 responses. And one of the more common responses was, I want access. I want to understand. I can't access most of the park. I don't understand the park. I want to cross Memorial Drive and see what's over there. I don't even know how to do that. I want a safe crossing. I want safe crossing. I want the land to be restored to a healthy state. Um, I want gathering places. So these were some of the things that Houstonians identified they wanted that this project addresses. Then when we studied, when we studied what the things that I mentioned, the ecology, for example, the devastation of the trees and the forest, um, when we studied the wildlife, when we studied the history of the park, and when we studied the future, when we looked into changing demographics and when we looked into changing climate, we realized that there were many other, and just the realities of what Houston was facing regularly, ravaging stormwater, ravaging floods. Um, we realized um, that floods and hurricanes, they're going to keep coming. Floods, you know, drought's going to keep coming. Um, the, we, we, we learned that the park, we had 25 scientists, ecological, ecologists, scientists of all kinds working with us who were volunteers. We also hired a stormwater management consulting firm, an expert uh, engineering firm. And we learned that we could actually help with the stormwater management, uh, with, you know, with helping with, you know, I, I would, preventing flooding is a strong word. So what, what, I, what I recall is that the way that the, the whole uh, top topography has been uh, graded, the water come from the north part of Memorial Drive that is closer to I-10 would then flow directly south across into Buffalo Bayou on the south side. Well, that's what happened. That's the way that, that, that nature would work. And if nature weren't impeded uh, by sort of human intervention, uh, there would also be a native Gulf Coast prairie across most of Memorial Park that would absorb the water more mm -hmm. than what's there today. And right. so we're restoring this Gulf Coast prairie that absorbs much more water. Um, and then it also, um, we're designing the flow of the water so that it flows through the prairie under the land bridge Right, um, there's, there's, a, there's a five-foot-tall culvert uh, and about, what is it, 40, 50 feet wide and for both animals to cross as well as the water to go through. That's right. That's right. So under Memorial Drive, it's 300 feet long, five feet tall, and it's a water culvert and a wildlife tunnel. And so uh, it's designed for both, actually. We had to design it specifically for animals. And so the, the land bridge and prairie solves the, the, it helps address this stormwater problem makes Memorial Park play a better role for Houston. Shelley, uh, a caller just called in and wanted to know who the designer of this project was. We had uh, Nelson Bird Wolf is the pri is the lead designer for the master plan and for this project and for Eastern Glades, and they brought in uh, different um, engineering firms. And they managed the team of twenty five ecologists who range. Uh, I should say. Ecological scientists, ecologists, biologists, stormwater you know, management experts, um, we had, uh, they managed that team who gave us input over the years. Uh, are they local uh, or are they from out of state? No, they're from, uh, they're based in uh, Char uh, Charlottesville and they're based in New York and they have projects all over the world. Mm -hmm. And we interviewed very extensively um, to find a firm that 
focused very much on, on ecological restoration and conversion, in addition to making a great place for people, um, creating something that was resilient and creating something uh, that would endure from, a, from an ecological perspective and putting the research in to figure that out. So that's what we're doing. Well, uh, Shelley, uh, what uh, project do you have in mind after the, um, the, the, the bridge across the, the Memorial bridge. Park? The land bridge. So, th- so this will be open. We already have a couple more in the works. Um, Memorial Park has a three-mile trail called the Seymour Lieberman Trail, and it's very, very popular. One, uh, there was one uh, running magazine online where you know, national voters voted this as the most popular trail and jogging trail. And one mile that has been on Memorial Drive forever since its inception. So one project we're doing, and we're halfway done with that, is moving that trail off of Memorial Drive. So that'll be also done this year. Um, and then n- next year, we'll, we will open a running complex near the land bridge. And so on the south side of Memorial Drive, on the south side mm. of the park, we'll have a timing track, a 400-meter timing track. We'll have a cafe and we'll have um, an event lawn and places for, for gathering. So I mentioned Houstonians really wanted places to gather and bring their families. Memorial Park wasn't very good about what didn't serve that need well. So Eastern Glade serves that need. The top of the land bridge will serve bridges. The hills will serve that need with picnics and great views. Um, and then the areas around the running complex will also serve that need. And we can have uh, farmers markets and fun things like that. So that's next. That'll come in 2023. I was going to ask you, I was interested on in the wildlife. This is Ricky. What kind of wildlife are you seeing over there? That's number one. And how many visitors do you get per year? Or do you have a count of the population that actually visits the Memorial Park? Well, that's a great question. We have an old count, and we are talking to organizations right now about updating the demographic count, the, both the demographic and use count uh, and access counts from Memorial, for the park for the animals. Um, so the old number is four million a year, uh, that, 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 and we think it's probably more now. Um, the the animals, uh, we have you know a, a great variety of animals. In fact, you know we we have done what's called bio assessments, where we have uh, scientists come in and take full counts of everything that lives in the park and the soils and the air and the water, and we seek to create greater biodiversity. So we have baseline counts for different areas of the park. So all kinds of birds, um, you know. Uh, uh, all kinds, you know, all kinds of mammals, um, uh, you know, possums, raccoons. There's no deer, though, right? No, there's no deer. Not anymore. There used to. There were probably bear at one time. There were certainly buffalo at one time. There were probably deer. Do you, you know, do you think animals. that you could re- reintroduce some species? We won't re- We won't likely reintroduce. But when we plant, when we plant plantings that will attract um, native species, so they'll attract insects. The insects will attract the birds, the insects and others. You know, they attract. It's sort of like a chain of attraction. Yeah. So, for example, with the with the land bridge and prairie, we did a rough estimate that we could probably, you know, with the plantings we're doing, may increase the species differentiation or the new reintroduced species. You know, fifteen or twenty percent that could happen. We don't know, but once it's planted and grown out, we'll be counting. Right. So we'll be well, able to see the difference. Well, tell our listeners uh, how the funding for this thing went, because I understand most of it is private. I was about to ask the uh, same most question. Most of it is. It is, a, it is a real public-private partnership. So the $200 million, um, $70 million of that was catalyzed, uh, or I, I should say 
these are projects that the master plan from 2015 we sought out sought to deliver. Seventy million dollar gift from the Kinder Foundation accelerated. It's a catalyst gift that accelerated the delivery of ten years worth of projects. Wow! So seventy million dollars coming from the Kinder Foundation. The Conservancy uh, contributed through private fundraising another fifty five million. Then the Uptown Development Authority or Uptown Houston, which is a public entity, um, contributes fifty million, and they had already contributed. And then there would be a federal grant that we're hoping to secure for the last thirty million. And so it's a it's a little over half um, pub, private, uh, and then you know public private. But it's a it's really a, a great partnership. We work together as project partners: the Kinder Foundation, Uptown, and the Parks Department. And we design, you know, we, we work with Nelson Verbolt, our designer, design the projects and build the projects together. Uh, Shadi, I just want to congratulate the converse, Conservancy on the golf course. Uh, it's a tremendous golf course. Oh, and yeah? Uh, yeah, they've made it uh, one of the PGA tournament sites. Really? It's well, it promotes an avid golfer. <laughs> yeah. That well, thank you. I, I, I'll take. I'll, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> I will say thank you. We um, we don't manage the golf course. We didn't do the improvement. Right. The parks department working with the Astros Golf Foundation. Yeah, they so we did that. We certainly feel a real pride for Memorial Park and for Houston with that improvement, and we we, we certainly supported it and assisted with that improvement. Well, I'm the and food. I was, you, I'm you the know, food guy. I I was gonna, using it. I'm the food guy. I was going to interested to see what kind of. Uh, uh, food are you going to be put? You talked about cafe, uh, maybe some kind of cafes and uh, uh, and markets. So, how far are you away from that? And what's what's um, any any plans on that? In the well, future? we have food trucks in Eastern Glades, and we're hoping to uh, even add to what we have there now. What we found is it's this is a new business for us. It's a little bit hard to get consistency and quality. We do want to curate those and bring in uh, food trucks that you know attract and and. And are and are uh, appealing to multiple cultures and ethnicities. Um, so we have food trucks, but we want more. Uh, okay. The cafe uh, will we will be soon putting out an RFP for that. Now it hasn't been built yet, so that won't open until 2023 at the earliest. So um, you would so, be opening uh, up a bid for to for a concession for the cafe. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. Well, I can uh, I can I can put a frosty cart there from Wendy's. Actually, <laughs> that's great. That's a new concept we're coming out with with frosty carts now. Oh, so okay. maybe I'll talk to you oh, offline. Great. Why not? And we can actually put frosty carts. Yeah, there's about. already a Bex Prime at the, in the golf course. Uh, yeah, so, uh, that's so right. We, we need a different time. place. Yeah. Different but time. there could be a Wendy's in the concession. We'll yeah, we could. But um, yeah, we've come out with these new frosty carts, which we'll be, which we'll be seeing in Houston very soon. So. Um, Oh really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is well, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I can, park, yeah, seriously. yeah. I'll get hold of you. I'll send you some information. Okay, on it. Yeah, that yeah, well, great. yeah. It's a permanent addition, but it's a small cart, and it serves frosties with toppings all day long. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah, 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 that sounds new, great. Yeah, brand new uh, concept, but but yeah. So I've been That's in Houston so since. Well, I know that I don't, we we don't operate the tennis center in Memorial yeah. Park, but it's my understanding that. Uh, what was there, which was a Smoothie King, just moved out, and so there might be an opportunity okay. now over there. Well, nice, nice. Yeah. Well, I can put you in touch with the people. Absolutely, sure. oh, I'd love okay. to. Sounds yeah. great. I'll, I'll, I'll send you. Some good so, uh, Indo-American News Radio Show is a place for commerce. Commerce, that's <laughs> right. That's exactly Making right. connections. I think love that. And and uh, speaking of uh, commerce and making connections. <laughs> We're having our uh, gala. Uh. Which is, you know, we're a nonprofit, so we raise, we, we operate and maintain the park. 
we raise operating funds. So those uh-huh. $200 million I was talking about we're raising, that's the capital fund. We also raise operating funds. We spend uh, mm-hmm. our budget, our annual budget for operating the park is $4 million a year. When is the gala? Going up. When is the, the gala? Gala's March 10th. It's uh. going to be outside in the Eastern Glades. Oh, wow. Should, will we get an invite? Be, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, if you'd like to come, we'd love to have you. Well, uh, we certainly, we yes, yeah. send us some invitations. We'd love That's to get right. it. Well, the four okay. of us will go out there, Ricky, promote myself, Sanchali, and with our significant others. Uh, Shelly, we're almost out of time, so i got to uh, let you go. But really enjoyed having you to, dis- to tell us everything about the, the land bridge. Thank you for having me on, and really appreciate getting the word out to... Uh, to the to your listeners, to the broader community. Sure, uh, we love um, love love that you've invited me on the show, and very much appreciate it. Ha- I'm happy to come on anytime. You're and I'll welcome. Send you the gala information. Sure, yeah. definitely. I really enjoyed having you on. Yeah, and good luck. Good luck, Shelley. Thanks very much. Yep. Sure. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. So uh, we will be back, folks, after these commercial messages with the last segment of our show. American News Radio, India News, U.S. News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Kehta hai hira, haqiqat nahi khwab hu mein, sirf ek tofa nahi, jazbat hu mein. Happy Valentine's Day from Maharaja Jewelers. Sachche pyar ka sachcha tohfa. Maharaja Jewelers, 5821 Hillcroft. Bringing diamonds to life. Value is for big dreams and little ones. It's for your friends, your family, and your future. At Discount Power, we believe in the power of value. We know you do too. It's why our electricity plans are made to fit your budget and your life. We want to help you spend more time and money on what matters to you, because that's what matters to us. Discount Power, helping you save on electricity. Visit DiscountPowerTX.com and sign up today. PUCT number 1017. Watch the Z5 original Pavitra Rishta 2.0 Season 2 starring Ankita Lokhande and Shahid Sheikh. Now streaming exclusively on Z5. Subscribe now at only $49.99 a year. Indo-American News Radio. India News. US News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Okay, folks, we're back. Ricky, how does it feel to be a guest host? You know, this has been a lot of fun, I will tell you. So it's kind of my big... Uh, birthday this year so i've actually been going around asking people you know to add to my bucket list and one of them certainly not skydiving so this was one of them so <laughs> okay, i'm enjoying it really much this was kind of just you know you and i were chatting and i thought thought what do i want to do for my big birthday so big birthday couple, yeah so i'm doing oh, a couple of God. things i'm going to scotland on a scotch tour oh okay uh, I'm, gonna well, part, I'm gonna have a party with a live band you'll, oh, you'll hear about that then um and then i want to do a couple of these things and then i'll do well, some. Uh, you'll be here again next week i will be here next week with oh. my, one of my favorite people 
with Ron Reynolds, I believe. Ron That's Reynolds, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, state my rep. Lo- my local state rep, yeah. So I see and uh, we also will have, by the way, next week we'll have uh, Q Imam. Q Imam, yeah, yeah. Another one who's um, who's running for election. service, yeah. yeah so. Sounds great. And it's, uh, Ricky, it's good to have you. Yeah. But today I'm in oh, oh, the oh, minority. Oh, oh. By the way, by the way, I'm going to try to give away. I've some. got a question if you want to give one away. Yes. Okay. Go right so, ahead. Uh, this is a qu- folks, this is for two coupons for free uh, small Dave's single combo meal courtesy of Oberoi uh, Holdings from Wendy's. So, yeah, what's the yeah. question? So the question is, so we, uh, Wendy's has square patties, as you know, they're fresh, never frozen. Why are they square? Ah, good ah, question. Good question. Good question. And and uh, folks, you can call in to two eight one two seven seven six eight seven four. The first person who calls in the right answer wins the the two uh, coupons. And Mr. Daniel, who won the last one, cannot call because okay. you you already yeah. won. You won. That's right. Right. So go ahead. And the the question once again is: Why are our hamburger patties square? Why are they square? At Wendy's. At Wendy's. Yeah, the hamburger patty is square, and there's a reason for that. Right. Okay, so we'll start our segment with a discussion of sports and uh, particularly cricket. But I'm in the minority here because both Jawar and Ricky have, um, I think, absolute no knowledge of cricket. I, I watch cricket. When <laughs> I, watch, I, I watch the World Series and if India, England, or... Uh, well, the the US World Cup, like, you mean. Yeah, World Cup, excuse me. Yeah, not World Cup. But if the World Cup... So anytime it involves England and India, then I'll get involved. Oh, certainly. That's, that's I think that fun. should be coming, but right now... Yeah. The West Indies are in India, and they played uh, one T20 and three ODIs. ODIs are one-day internationals, and they are comprised of 50 overs on each side. And India did a tremendous job. They won the T20 and all three ODIs. So the West Indies team, you might remember in your old days as uh, Hall and Griffith, the fast bowlers of West Indies. But the West Indies um, that is currently, uh, the team is not in a good shape. Uh, so they've been losing quite a bit. Uh, on the other hand, on the other side of the world in New Zealand, the Indian women uh, are uh, having the same issue. They are losing, uh, they've lost several matches rather to New Zealand women. And uh, they lost uh, the T20 and then they lost the first ODI. Uh, but the biggest news out of India is the uh, IPL, the, that's the Indian Premier League, and that will start uh, in a few months. Uh, and this time, uh, because of the COVID pandemic, it was held in Dubai, but now it will be held uh, in the cities throughout India. And they just uh, are in the midst of an auction to select the best players for the different teams. There are two new teams uh, uh, in the IPL this year. It's uh, Lucknow and Ahmedabad. And uh, there's a lot of uh, auctions are quite exciting and uh, many of the players receive large amounts. Uh, The largest amount was 14 crores that we mentioned in the news earlier. Uh, And and Pramod? Yes. Sorry to interrupt you, but your favorite uh, cricketer is with you. Go oh. ahead. go ahead. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, Sanchali is here. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I was in the minority. I had to call in, man. So, what do you think of the Hi, IPL auction? Huh? IPL I, I auction. I heard fourteen crores. I don't know. I I missed the last part. 
Oh, uh, the uh, uh, I think it's uh, Kishan. Uh, he got fourteen crores um, uh, from Mumbai Indians. Yes. Mumbai Indians. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's also been playing for Mumbai. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so, so I know the answer to question. Why are the very tiny? Oh, no. oh, okay. You're not eligible, Sanchali. <laughs> uh, he was uh, our, uh, you know, founder and owner of Indies. He was so um, confident and sure about the burgers that he, uh, the quality of the burgers, is out of the bun. So that is why they are square in shape. Is that right? Correct. They out of the bun. That's why they are square. No, no, they. They stick out of the bun. So they, they, they stick out. They stick out of the bun. Out of the bun. That, the that, bun is round, right? So yeah. square, it sticks out. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's not the right answer. That's not the right answer. So that is not the right answer, folks. If you're playing this game, no. There's, there's, no, no. We won't give the answer away yet. There's two coupons for for free. Combo meals at Wendy's, courtesy of Oberoi no, Holdings. I don't want the combo meals. I'm just calling to educate people. But I guess it's wrong. Then. But your answer is wrong. And the the question is, why are Wendy's uh, meat patties square? So you can call. Hey, and I have a question for Pramod. Pramod, how do we watch Gehraya and Badai though? Oh, uh, Gehraya is actually on Amazon Prime, and I watched it last night. Uh, is it good? Yeah, it's in uh, very good. It's uh, okay. it mixes romance. Uh, it uh, and uh, it's very appropriate for Valentine's Day. Uh, it okay. uh, there's also a murder mystery and also a uh, lot of conflict. And they've handled it, handled it quite well. Uh, but okay. uh, you know, interestingly, it's a movie made for Amazon Prime in the sense. Yeah, it's not likely to uh, appeal to the general population in India because these okay. are uh, very uh, wealthy uh, couples. There are two couples. Uh, one uh, uh, is uh, Deepika Padukone. The other is Ananya Pandey. And uh, okay. they ha- I don't remember the names of the male uh, actors. Uh, but... Uh, Siddharth Chaturvedi and Ranveer, right? Right, right. Right. Uh, so, uh, Sanchali, Sanchali, yeah. um, yeah. So, but now Ricky has something to add to this. Ricky, Ricky, do you uh, not? Well, Ricky can talk about some oh, of the really? English movies oh, well, he's seen. So I watched the, so I watched a movie last night, um, Coda. I don't know if anybody's seen that, which stands for, uh, Children of Deaf Adults. Very interesting movie. Marvie Matlin's it. Marvie right, Matlin, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's an Oscar winner from many years ago. So she was in it. So it's yeah. about uh, a family of three people. The, the mother, the father, and the son is deaf, and they've got uh-huh. a daughter who can hear. And, and the movie started really well, very feel-good movie. And then towards the end, it just it, there's no tragedy in it. It's just a very feel-good movie. But I will tell you, it will leave you very emotional uh, uh-huh. at the end. And a really, really good movie. Uh, and then I watched a Bradley Cooper movie, uh, which is also up for Oscars. Um, uh, Nightmare Alley. Cinematography is very interesting, aren't it? Uh-huh. Very different, very dark kind of. Uh, it is a dark movie. It is a oh, dark okay. movie. So, uh, 
Uh, but we've yet to see Belfast. I'm just interested to see. Yeah, there's so many good movies um, that have received uh, best uh, best picture nominations. Belfast was another one. uh, Dune Dune is another one. Yes. Um, But I think after watching Coda, uh, you know, I've got a feeling that might get it. But, you know, but as us Brits always are spoilers at the Oscars anyway, and then we'll probably kill it with Belfast. Yeah, probably. probably Uh, But the the movie with the most nominations... Yes, go ahead, Sanjali. Is licorice pizza? Licorice pizza. Of, yeah. Yes, yes. yes. And that's actually that's actually, that was actually made in 2019, and uh, it didn't get released till uh, because of the pandemic. Could be, yeah, yeah. Just, I know. Just now it's going at the theaters now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but one of the movies that has received the most nominations is The Power of the Dog, and it starts. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, I always call him Kummerbund, but it's oh, <laughs> Benedict yeah, yeah. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, 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 and that's uh, right. he's really amazing in it. It's a very dark movie. The cinematography, uh, the scenes of Montana at the turn of the century, more like 1920s, uh, is amazing. Mm. And it's worth a it's watch. A, it's a Western, kind of Western. It's a, yeah, a, yeah, it's a Western. And yeah. the director is quite well known, Jane Campion. Okay. And uh, it... Uh, if you watch it, it leaves you quite intrigued. Uh, there's a lot of drama in it, uh, and uh, um, I'd be very interested in What's finding the name out of the movie again, promote? Power of the God. Power of the, Power Power of the, d- the Dog. dog. It's, it's, yeah. uh, it's up for Oscars. Yeah, yes, correct. definitely. Most, yeah. I yeah, think they received so 10 is, nominations. So is Dune, Dune, so is Coda. Coda, and then uh, Nightmare Alley. Mm. Is up for the uh, nightmare is Grandma del Toro. Grandma del Toro, quite yeah. famous. And Sanchali asked about Baraido. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a movie that's actually going to be in theaters. It's not uh, streaming. Oh, okay. And uh, we might get it in uh, AMC, so you might be able to go see it soon. Yeah. And uh, so uh, we're going to be pushing against uh, the end of our show. We've got one. Nice little song to play for all those people who are in love and who want to celebrate Valentine's Day. And, and uh, so I'm going to play that at the end. But Sanchali, uh, we, we missed your, your opening, opening yes. note. So give us your opening <laughs> note. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Oh, gosh. Well... I, I listen to the show most of it, but uh, yeah, I remembered only at five o'clock. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks uh, right. for calling in, Sanjali. Uh, drive All carefully, right. and and uh, okay, bye. And uh, Ricky, thank you so much for oh, coming, joining us. It's been us, a lot yes. of fun. Yeah, yeah. This has been a good time. I always have a good time here. Yeah, and so, so you'll yeah. be here next I'll be here next Saturday week, too. Yeah. yeah, I'll be here next and Saturday. We'll be, of course, we'll and we'll be able to do a few more things. And uh, we still don't have a winner for your question. Oh, it's easy. It's square. Think about it. It's square. It's square. It's not round. Uh, 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 you oh, you don't cut. You don't cut corners. Oh, okay. We don't cut corners. We don't cut corners. It's yeah, probably yeah. easier transportation also, I imagine. Packing. Um, yeah, it could be. I mean, back in the day when he started, they were all made in, in-house. I mean, now oh, okay. obviously the technology's changed that we can bring them in fresh. But um, you're right. right, the packing is a little bit easier. But um, uh, but that, that was always uh, Dave's thing. He just wanted very high-quality food. And, ah, you know, really that, that, that puts well, us above the rest. It's never so, frozen, right? Never frozen. Yeah. Never so, frozen. Our salads are made fresh every day. People don't realize, but we actually make fresh salad. Nothing, nothing comes in prepackaged. Cool. That's very nice. So, yeah. uh, Ricky, we've got to go to yeah. uh, the end of the show. Uh, Promote. 
Yes. Uh, it was it was a wonderful show once again. Yes. We had a lot yeah. of stuff and, and Jyoti led us into the show so that was even With, that's uh, a great guest. Yeah. That's some good guests. Yeah, and then uh, happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, everyone. happy Valentine's Day. Don't get divorced. <laughs> it's very expensive. <laughs> Don't get divorced. That's really true. Folks, so goodbye from us at Indo-American News Radio. We will be back next Saturday. And in the meanwhile, we're going to leave you with the with this song. And by the way, the people are going to be watching Super Bowl tomorrow. Yes, Who's yes, your favorite promote? Uh, I think the Bengals. How about you, Ricky? I'm on the Rams. Yeah, oh, home okay. advantage. So we'll be on the yeah. opposite side. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually won uh, ten thousand dollars of furniture about five six years ago from Mattress Mac. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, Mattress Mac does. Yeah. He plays the the the, the gambling thing yeah. really well. Yeah. Eighteen yeah. million dollars is what he's gambled yeah, away. Yeah, you had to buy three thousand dollars worth of furniture. Well, back then, I think it was unlimited, and we bought ten thousand dollars worth, and oh, okay. we ran that that night. Just bought it. We thought <laughs> we'll see what happens, and we. Got it free. Oh, wonderful. That was pretty neat. So we yeah, have the mattress so mac room in our home. Well, guys, this is uh, Jawar saying adios. We will see you next Saturday. And we're going to end with this song. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. And right. Take care. Happy and Valentine's. Be safe. Yeah, be safe. I'm off to the Galleria. Oh, yeah. I tell you something. I think you'll understand.